Welcome to the Screen the Screener College Basketball Podcast with your hosts, Mike Randall and Gus Kearns. Welcome back to the Screen the Screener Podcast where we talk all things NCAA basketball with you. Mike Randall here solo tonight, folks. Thanks so much for tuning in. We certainly have a lot to talk about. Gus and I are going to come back tomorrow night and address this NCAA FBI investigation in which they have arrested four college basketball assistant coaches for funneling money from clothing apparel companies to specific athletes in return for signing with agents, in return for attending schools. There's a lot about this that we'll break down for you tomorrow. Of course, we're hearing about Louisville now, another scandal with Rick Pitino going on there, and we're hearing about Brian Bowen possibly involved. He could be the player who declared very late going to Louisville there, sort of out of nowhere. There seems to be a lot of teeth to this, and there's a lot of aspects that that Gus and I are going to break down. But we were fortunate to have an interview with Paul Biancardi from ESPN. Coach Biancardi is the National Director of Recruiting and Player Rankings for ESPN 100. Horizon League Coach of the Year at Wright State. He coached at St. Louis University, Boston College, and Ohio State, and he is on the McDonald's All-American Games Committee. Coach Biancardi's come on the podcast before, really has his finger on the pulse of the new young players, the high school players, who's getting recruited, as well as he is able to give us a preview of some of these incredible freshmen that are going to impact the 2017-2018 college basketball season. So we have Coach Paul Biancardi on talking to us today. We're going to play this for you. Gus and I are going to record tonight, and we're going to come back at you with a back-to-back and a belly-to-belly podcast here. Screen the screener. We're getting close to college basketball season. We're excited. We have a special guest coming on, none bigger than Coach Paul Biancardi of ESPN. Here we go. All right, folks, we are honored to have Paul Biancardi back on the Screen the Screener podcast. Coach Biancardi is the National Director of Recruiting and Player Rankings for ESPN. He's the former Horizon League Coach of the Year at Wright State. He's coached St. Louis, Boston College, and Ohio State, and he's on the McDonald's All-American Games Committee. No one knows more about the players coming in or the current players in college basketball than Coach Biancardi. Coach, thanks so much for a few minutes. How you doing? Mike? We talked about this off air, you know, recruiting may slow down, but it never stops. And uh, dealing with the class of 218 now, and as we're all getting ready for the college basketball season, which I think is going to be very exciting in large because of the freshman class this year is outstanding. So we got the college season coming up and we're in the middle of recruiting season as guys are making commitments virtually every weekend. Yeah, let's start there. Let's start with the kids who are going to be freshmen this year in college, and then we'll turn to the ones who are, who are coming in next year. You've been all over the place, Coach. So so what have you seen so far, the players coming in here, that's impressed you? I remember you came back on the podcast last year. At the time, you mentioned Michael Porter Jr., which maybe people didn't know about, and you said, just think Paul George. That was your quote, Coach, right there. So, <laughs> so we, we got him, and then, of course, Marvin Bagley. So talk about Porter and Bagley, just how good are these guys, and, and how do you think that they're going to do this year as an impact freshman? Well, we thought the class of 217 was very good, um, and then when it got Marvin Bagley to third, it went from very good to great. And let's not forget Michael Porter Jr.'s brother, Jonte Porter, he also came into the class of 217. So now this class is loaded in terms of talent for the college game. And I think there's obviously going to be some more one and dones because of Bagley uh, coming into this class. In my mind, Bagley is, 
maybe the most talented player that Coach Case recruited in a long time. I don't want to say ever, but when you look at 6'11", and a guy who can score on the block with a left-handed jump hook, turnaround jump shot, he's got a face-up game, he's got a little bit of a three-point shot, but then he does it on the glass. He's a double-digit rebounder, shot blocker. And as I mentioned, 6'11", with fluidness and athleticism, he plays the game hard. He's got to play with more intensity, but he has all the tools to be great at Duke. And when you look at Michael Porter Jr., the 6'10 shooting savant. I mean, the best shooter I've seen come into the college game in a long, long time. Legit 6'10. Love the athleticism. And he puts it on the deck well enough for one or two dribbles to get to the rim and finish. Not afraid to go inside to rebound and score. So you got Michael Porter Jr., tremendous shooter. Marvin Bagley, the third, just an outstanding all-around frontcourt player. Those guys will elevate Duke and Missouri, I think, in their league. Now, for Duke, they'll have a chance to compete for the ACC championship because they have a great freshman class to go along with Bagley, plus they have Grayson Allen back. Missouri was down in the dumps. They were in last place last year. You get Michael Porter Jr., you get his brother, Jonte Porter. They got some other commitments. I think Missouri right now is going to be very relative in the SEC. Totally agree. And, you know, Coach K is interesting. I, I think this is his most heralded recruiting class coming in that he's ever had. We talked about Bagley. You mentioned last year Wendell Carter. You said he had great hands, great footwork, and you said think Elton Brand. See, Coach, we remember everything you say here on the Screen the Screener podcast. So if you say it. I'll tell you what, I don't want to get in trouble and go to court against you. I'll tell you that right now because you'll pull it all out against me. No, Carter is a poor man's uh, Elton Brand. Yep. Elton Brand was special. Wendell Carter is going to be very good in college, um, and he has a chance to be an all-ACC player. Obviously, they have Trayvon Duvall, uh, the point guard. He may be the key piece to this team. Can he handle the pressure of the ACC at the point guard position? I love Gary Trent Jr. You know, he goes out and gets buckets at 6'5", and he's a great guy to put into the block for a guard, Mike. He's a post-up guard, if you will. They have size, they have athleticism, they have scores. Will they have point guard play, the ability to have assist-to-turnover ratio strong? I think Grayson Allen, Trayvon Duvall will be a big part of that. Yeah, I remember Coach Gary Trent, his father, real lunch pail guy, tough as nails, great player. So Gary Trent Jr. is a, a fa- favorite for me, totally. Yeah, his nickname was the Shaq of the Mac because he yep. was six six, built like Shaq, uh, tremendously undersized compared to Shaq, but he just, he had his way with people. And at 6'6", he played in the NBA because of that tenacity. Exactly right. Let, let, coach, let's head over to Arizona. Sean Miller deserves a Final Four. This could be the year. He has sustained success, which is what every coach wants. This year, he's got DeAndre Ayton. You said he was the most skilled big that you've seen in your tenure at ESPN Recruiting, and he's got Emmanuel Acott. How are they going to blend in in Arizona? That's a loaded group coming back. Trier returned. He's going to be there for a full season. What do you think of Arizona this year? Well, I agree with you. I think this is the year that Sean Miller you know, gets through and you know, people, I guess, out West sometimes are complaining that he hasn't got to a Final Four where a lot of coaches don't get there. I think Sean Miller, when he left Xavier, went to Arizona, has just had a seamless transition because he's owned the West Coast in recruiting. They've had some five, plenty of five-star guys and four-star guys. They've blended them into returning players, and they've went to multiple Elite Eights. But Aiton, Aiton is key because – 
He's physically imposing, plus he has a high skill level. The question mark for Aiton is can he play with a high motor? Can he dominate the game with his body and skill and effort? And that's going to be the question mark because there's nobody better in college basketball at his size than DeAndre Aiton. Now, he doesn't have experience on his side, but he's got everything else that you could ever dream of in a big man. The hands are outstanding. The touch is soft. He'll rebound all game long if he wants to. He really can go after shots, runs the floor. He's got a little bit of a face-up game as well. Can he learn to use that body inside and really post up and dominate? Um, And will he run the floor? Will he defend? Uh, Will he play with great effort? Or the big question marks. But you take a top five recruiting class with Arizona, you merge them with returning talent in the point guard position, Parker, Jackson, Cartwright, steady, solid point guard for Arizona. You have Alonzo Trier back on one wing. You have Raleigh Alkins from New York City on the other wing. You just have so much talent this year at Arizona, but there's also experience on the court. And I think you have to have talented experience to win it all. Arizona, to me, is a favorite to at least get to a Final Four. You know, it's amazing. We've been talking here for 12 minutes, and we're talking about Missouri. We're talking about Arizona and Duke. And we have yet to mention, which we've seen happen, my partner and I, a couple times now, Kentucky. It's almost as if we forget that Kentucky continues to bring in these recruiting classes. Coach, they have 38 stars of recruits, if you include Amadou Diallo, coming in. Tell us about Diallo, Kevin Knox, Vanderbilt, P.J. Washington. Tell us what they got coming in because they're as loaded as anyone. Eight-man recruiting class. Um, And we're talking about five guys, six guys, excuse me, that are five-star players. Eight total recruits, Mike. Six of them five-star guys. Crazy. And the the four-star player, Shea Alexander, my reports from Kentucky is saying he is playing outstanding right now. The 6'5 point guard type from Canada is really surprising in workouts. Um, this class is uber talented. They have size. They have versatility. That's what Cal wants. Great athletes across the board. You know, do they have enough experience? Do they have guys that have been there and done that before? And I always like to look at the point guard position first. Quade Green and Shea Alexander will share the point guard position. Two outstanding point guards in the high school game. They'll have each other to take the pressure off of each other during the season. Alexander, 6'5", strong, uh, really good outside shooter, does a good job of getting into the lane and scoring, and he's a terrific drive and kick guy. And Quade Green is your quarterback. I mean, he can score buckets when he has to, but Quade Green will be the main facilitator for Kentucky this season. And Cal surrounded those two point guards with versatility. Kevin Knox, a very good jump shooter, 6'8". Can he go inside? Will he go inside? He should go inside more at his size, but he can play on the wing. P.J. Washington, a complete scoring stud. He'll be the highest scoring freshman this year out of those eight guys in the class. Watch for P.J. Washington to average the most points at about 6'7". Finishes really strong inside has a face-up game, has a mid-range game. He really can score from all three levels. Hamadou Diallo, best athlete of the group. Nick Richards, more on the glass, defensive-minded. And Jared Vanderbilt coming back from a leg injury. Then they have the young man from California, Baker, who can really stroke it. A lot of talent, 
but a lot of youth at Kentucky. Let's slide over to Texas with Shaka Smart. Shaka's entering his third year. They made the tournament their first year. Last year, 11-22, and 22, he had to kick Tevin Mack off the team, who's now at Alabama. But last year when we talked to you, Coach, Mo Bamba had not signed, and you were saying how important and how he was such a key cog in whoever ends up getting him on their team, and it ended up being Texas. Big signing for Shaka Smart. How's Mo Bamba going to do down there with the Longhorns? He's going to do terrific on the defensive end. And there's nobody like him in the college game. 6'11", with, with a 7'8 wingspan. So he's going to dominate the game protecting the rim. But the key guy for Texas, Mike, was Matt Coleman. They needed a point guard all last season. They didn't play with one. And Shaka still squeezed out as many wins as you could get. But with Matt Coleman running the point, you know, he looks to pass first. He's an excellent dime dropper. He puts it right on the money where guys can score, whether it's transition or the half court. I think he's the key piece for Texas this year. And then Bamba gives them something that, you know, not, not everybody has and very few people have as a legitimate shot blocker at the rim. He can get the fast break going just by contesting shots and blocking shots and making teams not want to attack on offense. He'll be a defensive gem for Shaka. But Matt Coleman, make no mistake about it, He's the difference maker for this team this year. And they got some pieces coming back with Kerwin Roach, uh, Andrew Jones. So they're going to, and they have that transfer sitting out from Tulane, uh, Dylan Ozakowski, who's very good, 6'9 power forward. So I think you're going to see a big change in Texas this year, not only in style of play, but in wins. Let me just throw a couple more names at you, then we'll turn to the class of 2018. There's a couple more guys who signed late, who are coming back from injury this year, who are coming in as freshmen that people may not know a lot about. Let's stay there in Alabama. Alabama. Avery Johnson had 3,000 people at a practice in August, Coach, so he's got things going in the right direction. Tell us about Colin Sexton and John Petty. The difference makers. I mean, that's the starting backcourt for Alabama. You know, Avery Johnson knows it and everybody else. Colin Sexton is a dynamic scoring guard, can play the point, more of a two guard, but he'll have the ball in his hands. And John Petty, great decision maker for a young man at 6'4", 6'5", both athletic, both are capable of scoring, and Petty can really hand out the assist. He's, He's a good decision maker for his size. Sexton will just continue to get you buckets. And what Sexton also brings is a shot clock guy. When that shot clock is winding down and he draws defenders, He'll find the open man. He'll find his way to the cup. And Sexton makes tough shots look easy. He's a go-to guy for Alabama. And those, that backcourt right there will elevate that program next year. They also have a young man in the program by the name of Braxton Key, who I like a lot, played at Oak Hill a couple of years ago. A lot of pieces developing right now at Alabama. How about down in Miami with Jimmy Laranega, Lonnie Walker coming back from injury? You know, when you think of the ACC, Duke, North Carolina, Louisville, but Miami's right there. They got a lot of guys back. Tell us about Lonnie Walker. Well, he may be the most underrated ranked guy in the freshman class. (laughs) People don't talk about Lonnie Walker enough. I mean, strong and athletic, played terrific in the postseason, especially at the McDonald's practices. He really opened the eyes of scouts. I, I know he's coming off a little bit of an injury right now, but He's a main guy, a go-to guy, a difference maker when the game's on the line. And also when Miami's looking to score buckets, whether it's in the half-quarter transition, Lonnie Walker can put up that three-point shot as well as any freshman coming into the class. They also have a little point guard. Keep an eye on Chris Likes. He's only about 5'9", but he's a, he's a difference maker in terms of changing the pace of the game. At 5'9", he can really get up on people in the backcourt. 
He'll get the game going up and down for Jim Laranega, make shots, play for a great summer program and team takeover. So Miami has some really strong freshmen. They have Bruce Brown coming back, and I think that's going to be a big difference. That's a bona fide all-ACC guard. This team is definitely on the rise in the ACC. You know, my partner and I kept talking last year about Louisville. We were trying to wrap our head around it because we knew that was one of the biggest teams Rick Pitino's ever had. And then they ended up having the trouble with Michigan, of course, who got super hot in the tournament. They did lose Donovan Mitchell, but they bring in a last-minute five-star recruit, Brian Bowen. How's he going to impact that team? Is that team a Final Four caliber team? I think so. They, they Again, one of these teams, like much like Arizona, they blend great freshmen and an experienced roster coming back. Quentin Snyder at the point guard spot, I think he controls the action for Louisville. But when you ask about Brian Bowen, make shots at six, seven. So when you set pin down screens and he has to shoot it, he knocks it down from mid range from deep. He's a bona fide scorer. One of the best scorers coming into the game from the freshman class. They have a great freshman class coming in. Watch out for Malik Williams, Mike six eleven. He'll be the sleeper among ranked players from Fort Wayne, Indiana. There's nothing he can't do. He's just right now thin and weak, but very athletic at 6'10", very skilled. And they have Jordan Noah, a 6'6 shooter out of New York. This class is real talented, and Rick Pitino blends talent and experience, I think, to an Elite Eight, possibly a Final Four, yes. All right, great. And coach, let's let's go here with what you're you're sort of in the throes of right now, the class of 2018. What can you tell us about the top guys? What are you hearing? Who are some of the guys that you think are going to declare right away? What what do you have here for us in the class of 2018? You got you got your ear to the ground here. What do you got for us? We've got a lot of commitments recently. That's what we have, but when you look at the top of the class, RJ Barrett, he reclassified from 2019 up to 2018 almost about the same time when Bagley went from 2018 to 2017. R.J. Barrett was the number one player in 2019. Now he's the number one player in this class. Had tremendous summer for Team Canada. and In fact, they beat the U.S. team. He just just destroyed guys, guys that in his class. He scored, I think it was 38 points. So he's a bona fide star in the high school game, and he'll be an impact guy in college. And then you have the best social media player on the planet maybe beside LaMelo Ball is Zion Williamson. But Zion Williamson has game, too. He's 6'6", strong, physically imposing, has good skill, not great skill. A lot of, a lot of chatter going on right now, Mike, about him and Clemson. So keep an eye on that and Kentucky wow. for Zion wow. Williamson. Wow, Clemson would be huge. Yeah, they're, make, they're making a hard push, and Kentucky's right in the thick of things, as well as Kansas and a, b- a bunch of other schools, Duke, obviously, as well. And Cam Reddish, you know, tops off our top three. He committed to Duke. When you look at R.J. Barrett, Zion Williamson, and Cam Reddish, if you ask me who is the most talented player just on pure upside, it may be Cam Reddish out of those three. But what Reddish does not do, like Barrett and Zion Williamson, he doesn't play with that all-out motor, that energy, that effort that Barrett certainly plays with. That's one of the traits that make him so good. And Zion is a hard-playing dude. Um, Reddish needs to step up his intensity level because he has all the skill and the tools one could want at 6'7". 
on the wing. You know, I was doing some work this year for uh, BT Powerhouse, Big Ten Powerhouse Online, and one of the topics that we could not get away from constantly with Archie Miller coming to Indiana is where is Romeo Langford going to go? You think that's a guy who can stay in state with Indiana, or you think he's going to end up going somewhere else? It's going to be close, but I, my sources have told me that Indiana is making a really, really strong push right yep. now for him. And uh, they have to fight out schools like Louisville and Kansas because you got to remember, when Archie Miller took this job, he was the head coach at Dayton. So now he has to make up that ground against Louisville and Kansas and other programs. I think Indiana has a better shot than people know about. That's great. Coach Paul Biancardi, if you want to know anything, folks, about players in college basketball, players in high school, this is the guy to go to. He's always I, – I watch you on Twitter, Coach, at Paul Biancardi. You got pictures all over the place. You're talking to people, this and that. I mean, it's just a, a wealth of knowledge, and we can't thank you enough for coming here on the Screen the Screener podcast and, and breaking this down. And I know for a fact that these kids from 2018, you're going to be right on them again, and we're going to be having you back on to uh, to talk about where they land. But, but just a great job. Thanks so much, Coach. Mike, I really enjoyed it. Let's do it again in November. You got it. Thanks, Coach. 